to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. We're back to just Brooke and I. Um, it was so fun to have our our, our boys, JK, our men, <laughs> our men. On, on last week. Um, really interesting uh, lesson in control for us. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> so we both talked afterwards and we were like, wow, they didn't talk how we wanted them to talk. <laughs> but we gave them no preparation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like zero. Uh, Halstein literally like ran in and I was like, okay, go. <laughs> Record. So we are very grateful for them for agreeing to be on there yes. and operating in the way we operate when that's not either of their norms. Yeah. And I also think it's like, it's a, it's a great reminder that your significant others are always here to teach you lessons. Yes. Big mirrors. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't realize I needed to control situations quite so much. I mean, I guess I did, but I thought in that one I was pretty good. Yeah. No, I went through the same experience. So, so we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that. So yeah, today we are on to a new topic. Yes. So our topic for today is going to be the vibration of words, meaning that the words that you use in your life carry and hold an energy or a vibration that attracts what's happening. Yeah. Um, we started talking about what we were going to discuss today. And this came up because I think a lot of us feel like we're doing all the things to create a positive, happy, joyful life, but we don't realize all these little like nuances that we say in our heads, that we joke around with friends, um, even just like stuff that we say to ourselves unconsciously throughout the day, that impacts your entire world. Right. And it could be the thing that's blocking the energy you want from your life or holding you back for lack of a better word. Yeah. So um, today we're basically just going to be talking about words and what ways you can shift your thoughts, your words to create the good stuff. Yeah. Love that. So first, I kind of mentioned it, but your words are energy. When we think and when we talk, we're creating an energy vibration that's attracting outcomes to us. Yeah. So I mean, just think about a simple sentence, right? So if you think about a sentence of like, um, it's raining outside, I can't get out of bed, I'm exhausted. It feels heavy. Like when you say it, you can feel how heavy it is versus a sentence that's like, I woke up energized, I can't wait to get outside, the sun is shining, the day is bright, it feels light. It does. So just a little simple. It creates an emotion, actually. Um, I think big things to pay attention to are words that carry weight. So again, like if we make it sound heavy, so like I'm exhausted instead of I'm tired. Yeah. Um, I had the worst day (laughs) instead of, oh, I had a few things happen to me today. Yeah. Today was interesting. Traffic (laughs) is horrible. Always at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, You're always going to experience that if that's the the verbiage you're using. Yeah. Um, I also think always is an interesting word. So there's certain words I think that we use and they actually, I guess, support like a kind of negative outcome. So always, they're supporting your story. So always, never, should, can't, try, don't. If we put those in when you're creating changes in your life, if you say that you always hit traffic, you're always going to hit traffic. That's true. You're not creating any energetic space for it. If you say that you never are able to wake up early, then how can you? Right. 
or if you even using a phrase like I'm not a morning person. Yeah. Well, have you tried it? <laughs> have you tried it on? This is actually a true story for me. I believed I was not a morning person. Um, and for a long time, I worked in the bar industry, so I worked nights. Yeah. And so then that perpetuated that. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't be a morning person yeah. then. But even when I had my own business, I would start, I would go to bed later and wake up later. I wouldn't start my first client till 10 a.m. because I needed the rest. Remember when our kids were in preschool, <laughs> we would both be showing up like slightly late. And I'd be like, oh, he wouldn't get up. And you're like, my kids already had second breakfast. What do you mean you're <laughs> But we used to sleep till like 9, 9.30. I'm like, what is that like? <laughs> um, and I, I swore by this. And then I went out of town with a friend and she was like, oh, I'm a morning person. I get up. And ever since I went out of town with her, which was last summer, I actually wake up earlier. So now I'm usually up between 6.37 and I feel better. Yeah. I feel significantly better, but I never knew this was a thing because I kept proclaiming that I was not a morning person. Yeah. It's really interesting. The story, it's the stories, like the story that you give yourself, then you're going to just perpetuate that because you're like, this is it. This is who I am. I, I'm, I think I've talked about this before. I always said that I was messy. I'm a messy person. I'm disorganized. And last year I was like, no, I don't want that anymore. And it's crazy. It, it changed, changes, changed everything. My bed is made. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where mindset coaching comes into play. And a big part of what we do when we're healing you is shifting your perceptions and coaching your mind to be a little bit stronger and more aware yeah. of what you're calling into your life. Yeah. Cause I think the the word aware like so many of us are not aware of these patterns that they actually do play out into how life is yeah no it's absolutely true even when we focus on like let's bring it back to a partner if we label our partner is like say i decide devin's always messy yeah well i'm not giving him any energetic space to change mm -hmm. now if i express to him like hey i feel like you're being messy i need you to help out around the house and then don't ex like don't anticipate him failing that, right? Right. Then I give him the energetic space to show me he's different and to be different. But if we decide our partner is always going to react one way mm -hmm. or always be one way because we know them, yeah, we don't give them space to change. And it's like, well, if we can change, we have to give other people that same same uh, space, yeah, same space. opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I I do think so often I hear <laughs> I hear women say is complaining about their partner. Like, oh, he'd never do that. He doesn't do that. Oh, you know, your husband does this. Mine would never do that. And I'm like, take that never away. You yeah. just don't, you just don't know. And, and we are always changing, evolving, growing. Why can't they? Right, exactly. But sometimes you need to, A, make them aware of what you want and expect from <laughs> yeah. them. That one's huge. Yes. <laughs> Communication. Then B, don't trust them to fail. Yeah. Like, bring in new language, bring in like, oh, my husband's improving or you know, we're working on this instead of, uh, we just don't change. Yeah. Well, and it comes into almost that like manifesting idea. So if you're manifesting for yourself that you want something a certain way and you start using mantras for you, like say, just for example, um, I am capable. Say like you're trying to do something new and you're kind of having that imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and you go to, I am capable, I can do this, I am strong. So you're creating that, those words to support how you want to improve and grow. You can do the same thing for your partner. Yeah. So, so the words support the vision. Yeah. So even if 
I just like that you brought in I am statements because I think they work. They do. So even if you're not it yet, so like let's say you're neat example, like you felt like you were messy. Mm -hmm. If you started saying every day, I am neat, I'm capable of being neat and clean. Yeah. Even if she doesn't feel like she's that way yet, she's going to create the vibration to take her in that direction. So that's why you use the I am statement. Yeah. So, carry on. No, it was great. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're saying it and you see, <laughs> see a mess and you go and you're like, well, I am neat. You go to pick it up because you're you've already cultivated as a part of you. Right. Exactly. Cultivated. That was a hard so word. how would you do it for your partner then? So with your partner, if you want your partner to listen, say it's a communication thing. Say you feel like they come home from work and they shut down and you don't feel like you have that communication that you had at the beginning of your relationship. Okay. So instead of being like, oh, he always comes home and he never talks to me, I would start saying, my partner and I have open communication. My partner communicates his feelings to me. I am able to speak my truth to my partner. Love it. You can journal these things too. Yeah. Get out that pen and paper. Yes. <laughs> well, because journaling them, again, brings it into your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So, yes, if you say it, it's going to work. But the more you journal it, the more it becomes your truth. And your mind's going to start fixating on the positives. And it's not going to keep going back to the old, we never talk. Yeah. So you're shifting your mindset through the journaling. Yeah. I, there's so much power in journaling. So if you don't do it, I don't know how many times we've said it on the podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to say it again. Buy yourself a pretty journal and write in it. Just and start. Yeah. yeah. Create that life that you want and get out those feelings that are stuck. It's just so, so powerful. Um, yeah. So thinking about these things and pulling stuff in, what about becoming a little more aware of the stories that you give yourself and the times that you say don't? Yes. So when we are manifesting, the universe or the vibrations do not know the difference between do or don't. So like, let's say you're trying to manifest a partner and you write, I don't want an alcoholic. That's what you just said. Yeah. The universe <laughs> just sees, I want an alcoholic. And so well, you, here you go. <laughs> so what you need to write is, I would like somebody who's a social drinker or somebody with a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then you're more likely to attract that. So never say what you don't want. Like, don't pray like, dear spirit guides, please don't let there be traffic. Yeah. You're asking for traffic, but you can ask, dear spirit guides, please let me get there safely with ease. This also helps you to start looking for that, um, like, positive spin. Like, yes. looking for the solutions and not the problem. So you're looking for, like, let there be a light, easy drive. So once again, just thinking about the vibration of words and how much nicer it feels to say, let there be, have a nice, let there be a nice, easy drive versus I don't want traffic. <laughs> yeah, no, that even sounds harsher. Um, yeah, so paying attention to what you do want, only asking for what you do want. Don't even focus on the negative. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> we focus on the good. <laughs> um, yeah. And then your soul also doesn't know the difference between joking and telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So say you're somebody who uses a lot of like self-deprecating humor. That like sarcastic, making fun of yourself. Yeah, that's becoming your truth. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, I'm so stupid or, oh, I'm, I don't know, a jerk. Well, you are coming off as a jerk. You're manifesting that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I notice this sometimes with myself or it's something that I've worked on. Um, I'd be like, oh, I always forget everything. Or I, like, then of course I'm always forgetting everything. Like, you have to 
just be aware. It's, yeah. it's so much awareness on what you're putting out. A big one I always do when I'm texting and I had to realize I need to stop typing that out about myself. I would mess up something scheduling or respond to somebody with a calendar date and then be like, oh, that's wrong. I'm the worst. Well, yeah. no, no, I'm not the worst. <laughs> but I kept perpetuating that. And then it's like the people I would say that to, I would tend to mess up every time I sent them a text message about the schedule. <laughs> it is like fascinating that the ones that you're you're saying that too are the ones that you're messing up yeah so it's like no i just made a mistake that one time how about i'm not just the all-time worst at yeah at everything and it's all also goes into that you know apologizing all the time like saying sorry and saying sorry and saying sorry instead of just like we're all human we make yeah. mistakes like you can just say oh just kidding it's this time <laughs> i noticed the sorry thing and how often i do it when my child started doing it Ooh, Grayson, oh, children. I know. <laughs> he would say I'm sorry to like every little thing. And I started feeling horrible about it because I'm like, am I yelling at him a lot? And then my mom was like, my mom pointed it out to me. So thank you, mom. She was like, no, you actually don't yell at him enough. He's saying sorry <laughs> because you say it constantly. I was like, oh, he's mimicking me. And yeah. then I, I mean, it was a thank you for that mirror, Grayson. So Grayson and I are both working on I apologize instead of we are sorry. <laughs> yeah. Or thank you for waiting for me. Yeah. Thank you for anything. I, I like to always try to shift it because I think women especially, we say sorry yeah. over and over well, and over. I noticed like even when I was like in Target and you know, you almost run into somebody, I would always say sorry. Half the time it was them running into me. Right. And then you're like, why didn't they say sorry to me? Yeah. So, but how about just excuse me? So excuse me works good too. I yeah. use excuse me so much now <laughs> or just yell, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oops, knocked you over. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I mean, use sorry when it's appropriate, but <laughs> yeah. So just, uh, I also would like to point this out with this, um, jokes and self-deprecating humor with your body image. Oh, yes. Body image is huge. And how we talk about our bodies. Like I, a lot of times when I teach yoga, I will like, I think people laugh at me, but I'm always like, and now say, I love you body. And, but because how often do you ever say that to yourself? Right. Thank you, body, for uh, working. <laughs> yeah, for moving, for walking, for this. And the thing is, is when you say those things, you feel it. Like, yeah. you're like, I, yeah, thank you, body. You're doing so much for me. But we just go through and don't really consider it. Mm -hmm. Well, energetically, too, if you're being mean to your body, remember, weight gain energetically is for protection. Yeah. So if you're being hard on yourself and being mean to your body, you are attracting more weight gain, which is probably the reason you're already mean to yourself. So yeah. it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, and I think so many times you hear people going like, I'm doing all the things, I'm eating healthy, I'm exercising, and I'm stuck. This is why you're stuck. Yeah, I actually, a Mean Girls quote comes to mind, and I wish I wasn't <laughs> going to say it, but I'm going to say it. There's a part in that movie where one of the girls, like when they just like spin off the camera, she's like, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. <laughs> Um, but it makes sense to yourself. It's like, yeah, no, like you don't hate yourself because you're fat, but you're fat because you keep hating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mean girls. Inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> so much meaning. So many energetic <laughs> truths. No, <laughs> but like be mindful of how you're talking to yourself and how your body's responding and you'll see you'll get better results with your body when you're kind and gentle to it. Yeah. And you just feel better. You also just feel better, which is really, we want to go through life feeling good. Yeah. What's right? the point if you feel like poop? <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to feel miserable. And like the times that you do, like we all have to have off days and have times that you don't feel great, but let's make shifts and changes to 
to perpetuate the good stuff more than the bad stuff. Agreed. I will say when I had like a bout of depression, I used to always feel like people were talking about me or leaving me out. It was absolutely in my head. But of course, once you start feeling that way, everything could look like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, um, I see somebody on social media doing something. Why didn't they invite me? But it's yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> most of us are just living life, not, not consistently like thinking about things. Oh, yeah. And once I started being like, okay, Brooke, nobody's doing anything to you. Nobody's trying to hurt you. Like, yeah. in general, most people aren't trying to hurt other people. Yeah. That, no. Yeah. Well, you can let go of some of that negativity. And then, like, yeah, you do feel happier. You feel better. It's easier to get out of that state of woe was me, constant depression. Yeah. I just read a quote that I liked that just came in. Um, but that depression is sadness without hope. Oh. And I, I was like, oh, that's so finding like when you're sad, but you're like, OK, you know, finding that moment of like these people aren't doing this to me. Right. I, I'm, I'm just having a day. Yeah. And they're exactly. doing they're living their life. It doesn't exactly. mean that they're like, haha, Brooke, I'm not inviting you to this. Right. Or, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't deserve like, no, it's none of that. Yeah. Well, I even think, again, there's lots of reflections and little things. Like when you're driving and you get mad at somebody, remember they're not trying to hurt you. They don't know it's you in that car. Yeah. Um, or when you're at the grocery store and somebody's going really slow in front of you. Again, they're probably just not in a rush. They're not trying to hurt you. Yeah, if you make everything about you and what's happening to you, you're, you're going to be pretty bummed out most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I do see that too. I feel like most of my clients who struggle with some depression and not that depression is not a real thing yeah, because it is absolutely. it's just it's a lot of repressed emotion but my clients who seem stuck and depressed are looking at like life is happening to them everybody's doing something to them and it's like we have to shift out of that yeah you have to shift to everybody's operating from their own hurt their own pain or their own experience they're not intentionally trying to hurt you all the time yeah i do love to go to when i am feeling really like meh about life or myself can or you make that cat noise again? <laughs> <Mer>. <laughs> Lennon and I were practicing her cat noises so I'm really good at it now that's great um but I like to start thinking about okay like this is all the stuff that I'm carrying right now that feels really heavy and every person that I interact with is carrying their own set of things and they're we're all just like going through life trying to work through these things that we've you know, packed on, yeah. packed in our backpack. <laughs> it's true. So compassion, empathy. Yep. And empathy for yourself. Yes. Gentleness. Again, too, if you're using a lot of negative self-talk, like, oh, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm stupid, you're going to attract experiences that radiate that back to you. So if you prove it. Yeah. If you think you're fat, you're going to be around people who are like, oh, you've gained weight or you've done this or you've done that, which... Hopefully people don't just say, but I mean, that happens. Or if you feel like you're stupid, all of a sudden your boss is going to be like, hey, you do nothing right. And they're going to start being hard on you because yeah. you're being hard on yourself. So you are also attracting what you're giving yourself. Yeah. It's, it basically all comes back to self-talk and how, yeah, how you're speaking, how you're speaking to you. I keep giving big thoughts of examples, but I remember like <laughs> if, if you haven't seen me, I'm going to give you a little description. I've got really big hair, big curly hair. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and she can only say that because I say it to myself now. Um, because growing up, I didn't like it. There was no girls in my neighborhood or around me that looked like me. And my mom always straightened her hair when I was younger. She does not now, but she did. And my grandma would always be like, Monica, you need to do her hair. You need to do something to that baby's hair. Oh. And so I would always have my mom like try to slick it back and make it look small. Or then I, as I got a little bit older, I would straighten it all the time. 
And then I got to an age where I was just like tired. I think I was having a kid. And I was like, I'm not straightening it all the time. My curl pattern is actually pretty. But I remember when I first started wearing it curly, I was so self-conscious. And people would say more things like, like, and they wouldn't even be trying to be mean, but people would say words like, oh, I love your frizzy hair, which frizzy was insulting to me. Yeah. Or, um, oh, I love how big your hair is, but big was scary to me. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to take up that much space. And the more uncomfortable I was with it, the more weird comments I got from people. (laughs) And then as soon as I started like loving it, embracing it, being comfortable with it, now people compliment it all the time. Like, yeah. I don't, I rarely, I don't think I hear anybody say anything bad, at least to my face anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. well, and you know what? If they do say it, you probably don't hear it because yeah. you don't believe it. I'm not, exactly. So, I mean, pay attention to, to the things you're self conscious about and try shifting it because the things you're self conscious about and that you're being hard on yourself about are the things that are getting noticed because that's what you're focused on. Yeah, because you're thinking, you're like, I can't, somebody's going to say my hair's big. Someone's yeah. going to say my hair's big. And I then you're like, it. see, I knew, <laughs> I knew they were going to say I knew my hair that. was big. <laughs> but it, it's so true. It's so crazy. That's yeah. Great example. Well, thank thank you. you. But also look at like what you're adding meaning to. Like I was taking the word frizzy as an insult. So of course I'd be insulted. Now I don't care. Like, especially when it's like somebody from Australia or like another country, frizzy means curly in their country. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, they're not trying to hurt you, Brookie. Like, calm yeah, down. But that okay. was my inner child just feeling wounded. Yeah, like, <laughs> I should have pulled it back. <laughs> um, oh, I had something to go from there, and I just lost it. But maybe it'll come back later. Okay, cool. Just wanted to tell you guys. There, there was a really good thought. <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking in, like, how we're kind of expecting others to... Um, come at us with our our own thoughts like being the mirror for what you are hearing and seeing I want you to think about when someone comes to you with news that they're excited about how do you respond yes okay this is important because I think so many of us can be negative without realizing it yeah I don't think it's the intention like I don't think they're like oh I can't wait to like <laughs> rain on your dream. dream. Yeah. Like here's your dream. Let me just take this balloon and pop it. But many of us do do this because culturally mm-hmm. we are designed to look for problems before they happen. That's our ego trying to protect us. Yes. But now it can be an issue when we're doing it to like our friends. Like if your friend comes to you with a big dream that she has that she's been working on or like let's say she's buying a big new house and you're like, well, can you afford that? Or, you know, a big house is going to be a lot to take care of. So you're going to be chained to your mortgage. You're not going to be able to travel now. Yeah. Like saying (laughs) those things, that's where you need to recognize where your blocks are and where you're not allowing yourself to get those things. Yeah. So you're believing, like, I don't deserve a nice big house. That'll never happen for me. Or I can't have my dream business, so I'm going to tell you all the negatives about yours. Yeah. Having a business is hard. You're going to have a really hard time with that. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So pay attention to if you are unaware or unconscious of raining on other people's parades, because that means you have some rain on your own parade. Yeah. Yeah. It It is a really, when you start noticing this, like noticing when people are talking about things that they have or they're getting, and you're, if your initial thought is like, I can't, I'm making a lot of noises today. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> like, I... How can she have that? We're like, I could never have that. How come she thinks she can have that? She probably can't have that. She's probably in debt or, you know, and you start going down that rabbit hole instead of just being like, wow, cool. You must have worked so hard to get there. Or a business might be a lot, but I think you can do it or I'm excited to watch you thrive. Yeah. But pay attention because I think my parents, I hate to, to keep calling them out. 
but used to do this. And it wasn't until I made it work, like, let's just say my own business. Mm -hmm. They would have never taken a risk like that. They were always comfortable people, but always worked for other people. And it was always like, well, if you have your own business, the insurance is going to be high or this or that. And now that I do it, I'm like, I do it. Other people can do it. It's fine. And they're like, yeah, you're right. But they've thanked me for inspiring them. But had I listened to their negativity, I would have been where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also important if you are the person who is getting, like, if you're telling somebody about your exciting thing. Be careful not to take that in. Because, Don't try it on. Because that's not yours. That's theirs. That's whatever they're, you know, dealing with, living with, their backpack they're carrying with all their stuff. Um you don't have to have it. Right. It's a projection, but you can observe it, not absorb it. And I will say I've been guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Somebody gives me, let's say, a problem for something I'm excited about. My ego automatically goes to, well, wait, maybe I didn't think this through. Maybe I'm stupid <laughs> and they're smarter than me and I need to look at it. And, and maybe I'm not capable. And every time it hurts my own feelings and it, it puts me down. But then I have to snap out of that and remember, like, no, that's their truth, not mine. I can yeah. do it if I really want to do this. I'm capable And I usually do end up doing well at whatever it is. But I just have to unpack the negative emotions that I I tend to sort through. Yeah. I kind of do slightly the same but a little bit opposite because there's this part of me that's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I get really, like, defensive. (laughs) I think I heard somebody describe this the other day and I was like, oh. Because I'm definitely sensitive, but I think I tend to go more on the offensive with my sensitivity like I get a little more fiery than sad in the beginning but it's like the way that I process it that yeah makes sense so so I will go first I'll go like ah, I can do this and then I'll go back into that cycle of like but can I oh, no. oh so then you'll second guess it so I yeah so I'll start something and then second guess it instead of just maybe going through that the first time and then moving <laughs> on but anyway it's interesting just the ways that we try things yeah. on and knowing you don't need to yeah well it's funny how it it does make you feel like a child like it really is your inner child getting wounded because when somebody tells me I can't I literally sink into this like (laughs) I feel like a little girl I feel like this small helpless little girl and I'm like no I'm actually quite powerful like get up like yeah you can do it you got this you got this um I will say too with this our brains so our brains are like programmed to look for problems which is part of why where we have to work so hard to shift our mindsets because we used to live out in the wilds and we were protecting our children and our tribe and our this and we were like is that a lion yeah is that another tribe coming in or like if there's a lion coming this is what we're gonna do yeah like finding planning for the worst yeah planning for the worst so your brain is designed to do that and i feel like we are in this our houses and our this has all come to this new place, but our brain is still catching up. So we're doing the work for future generations, and hopefully they'll just get mindset a lot easier. Yes, but they will. Like positive mindsets easier. Yeah, It'll be ingrained. Just think about all the good you're doing for well, your children and yeah, your children's children. But we can bring this into a mindful conversation with your children. When your children have an idea, mm-hmm. don't make it sound like they're being outrageous. Like support it. Ask them questions. Like yeah. Grayson the other day told me he has this idea for when his shirts get old <laughs> and too small, he wants to cut the sleeves off of the old shirt and then now sew them onto new short sleeve shirts. <laughs> I like it. And instead of being like, well, that won't work because the size still hasn't changed. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, well, I'm learning to sew in school so we can do it this way. And then we can do, it would be cool because then shirts will be different colors and different patterns. I and I just keep asking him for more ideas and what else he would do. Because, A, his little brain is working like an entrepreneur. That is cool. I mean, he's 
six. Yeah. And maybe it's not the greatest idea and it's not going to be like our million dollar business, but I don't need to stop him from thinking that way. Yeah. I even, I struggle with my seven-year-old loves to like redo things, which sometimes is infuriating because I'm like, (laughs) I just had this fixed. But she will call me up and be like, mama, come see the playroom I made. And she'll have made like all these different little corners for different functions. And instead of going to like, why did you just do that? (laughs) Like, oh, that's neat. So what do you do in this corner? And just like letting them feel excited about their ideas instead of like putting it. Telling them why it won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that's, I mean, she's probably going to have a career in interior design or uh, architecture at some point. very organized. (laughs) Um, That's great. But it's, yeah, recognizing that our kids, they don't think like us, but that's okay. We don't need to shut down their idea. Because I think that is what the boomers did to us. Yeah. They they were, and it was out of love. Like, they were trying to protect us. They were trying to, like okay, you need to take the safe way and then you can get your mm-hmm. you know, 401k and you're this and you know that you can retire. But th- I mean, we've also watched that that's not necessarily true. true. No. And it goes back to that. Everything's always changing. It is. And, and what works for you might not work for somebody else. We're no. all different. Yeah. And we're not here to control our kids. We're here to let our kids be who they are and let them explore their gifts, their talents and the life they're supposed to have. We just support them and keep them safe on the way. Yeah. But control is... Not helping anybody. It's making people frigid and mean. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Let go of control. Um, Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. (laughs) We're done. No. Hi, guys. I just wanted to be the one to say, okay. That's nice. It's a nice surprise for me. Um, So when, so thinking about the brain and we're, we know that we're kind of geared to look for problems yeah let's try to shift that so how do we shift that into looking for solutions yeah um yep that's how how. tell me (laughs) well i mean putting you on the spot (laughs) i think exploring it so like when you find a problem explore a new solution like i just firmly believe if any other human being has done something before there's no reason i shouldn't be able to do it yeah and but that's same goes for every human if another human being has done it or can do it so can you so for me, I look at not like if I get told no or that won't work, I'm like, okay, well, what will? How can I shift that? So just constantly looking for like, okay, it's going to work. It might not work this exact way that I thought. Yeah. But releasing the attachment to how but knowing it can work. Yeah. Instead of doing the like, see, this is what everyone said. Yeah. Going like, okay, let's shift. Let's shift. What's next? Yeah. I just kind of refuse to be shut down. I like that. <laughs> I like that about you. <laughs> um. The other thing is just, once again, since we're talking about words, thinking about your words. So if you're going into the I can't or this isn't working or I um, never should always, all of those, flipping it around. Yeah. So thinking about what is working in your life. Okay. I love that. Like what does work? What was mm-hmm. the outcome that you got today that you wanted? Yeah. And like what what parts of your day are wonderful and lovely and you'd like to have more of? Yeah. And being grateful for those. Yeah, gratitude is a great way to bring in more good. Yeah, so whenever you're, if you find yourself kind of going down a spiral of um, I don't negativity, I mm-hmm. guess, if you find yourself going down there, stop and notice it, like, oh, this is happening right now, how interesting. Maybe notice what spurred it, like what was the trigger to go down this path, and then 
shifting it to to gratitude. So if say it's body, okay. say you're like, um, you are eating a donut, and now you're like, see, I ate this donut. I shouldn't have had the donut. Now I'm. I just forget the rest of the day. I'm just after this donut, I'm probably going to go get like a a frappuccino. And then tonight, let's go have burgers. And because forget it. Right. So now you've like gone on to this whole thing and see, see, I knew I was fat and I couldn't stop myself. So when you notice that's happening, then you go, no, that's not my truth. That's not my truth. I wanted a donut. I enjoyed that donut. I'm having the donut. It's wonderful. And the rest of the day, can I can move on and move forward and make new choices. Yeah. And, and there's s- no finality. Like, there's, like, I think so many of us think in, like, all in or all out. Yes. And it's like, chill, girl. Like, you ate a donut. It's cool. Like, yeah. It's, uh, honestly, I think a big part of healing is just chill- telling every single person, like, <laughs> chill the fuck out. Like, chill. It's 100%. Cool. Like, it's all good. <laughs> like, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Relax. You're doing a great job. You didn't work out today? No problem. Your body needed the rest, bro. Yeah. <laughs> How about thanks that I got a day off? Yeah. You know, or like, I didn't, I didn't make my workout class. Like, forget it. Like, go for a two minute walk. Yeah. Do a little stretch at home. You. Do, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. I love that. And extremes. I mean, there's not. I think so many of us punish ourselves when yes. something. Yes. Which again comes from childhood. We were punished when we did something wrong, wrong. or perceived as wrong, and it's like. No, let go of the punishment. Be a little gentler on yourself. It is okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to Don't make... sweat the small stuff. Because <laughs> it's all small stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to. <laughs> also, right. wait, okay. But I also want to, like, I, the wording that we use. Like, mm-hmm. I, you already said this, but. And I want you to repeat it I want... in your own way. Well, a different way. Like, just, again, exhausted is a trigger for me. When somebody says they're exhausted all the time. Okay. No, you're tired it's okay so pay attention to how often go to bed earlier yeah well pay attention to how often you exaggerate so not just not using the words like always never Mm -hmm. but your exaggeration words i'm starving i was frantic uh that was horrible for me it was the worst like those things the worst (laughs) who says that What a stupid thing to say. Uh, no. But Don't like, say that. <laughs> no. But like the exaggeration words. Like yeah. I could be quite dramatic. Like I notice. I think I get it from my mom. But like the dra- like, oh, my arm hurts. I'm dying. Like, yeah. For real? Like, oh, your arm hurts. Yeah. It's cool. My, I'm, Hazel tells me every day that she's hurt something and she's dying. And I'm like, <laughs> I was that kid. You're fine. <laughs> no. But also just being like, are you really? sorry yeah but, but yeah notice when you're exaggerating why you're exaggerating like why are you exaggerating do you need more attention sometimes Who's... i do and you know what i've just started saying is i need attention <laughs> yeah. also it is okay to say like hey i need some extra attention today otherwise i'm gonna exaggerate the hell out of everything okay and i think it's innate i mean we see that a big part of childhood trauma are adults that never felt seen heard or nurtured so it's okay to admit that you're human and you want to feel seen heard or nurtured. Yeah, yeah. Um, this also reminds me. So you're dramatic. I, I <laughs> don't call I, me that. <laughs> <laughs> I can go to a little bit of perfectionism and feeling like I'm not doing things right. Okay. So I'm like, I need. Okay, I'm doing this, and I have to do it right. This is something I've actually really worked on, but I'm gonna, for the sake of this this conversation, let's just pretend I haven't done this work. So instead of just like trying something out, I would either not do it because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do it correctly. 
And I figured everybody else knew how to do it better than me. Oh. So pay attention if that's you, because I'm going to let you in on a secret. Nobody else knows what they're doing either. Nobody has any idea. And, and actually, there's a lot of yous out there. Just kidding. Yeah, there, there is. But I know these I'm not people alone. that need this instruction, I get so many questions on, like, let's just say it's cleansing. Yeah. Like, cleansing the space with sage. So many people are like, well, how do I know I'm not going to do it right? Can you just come to my house and do it? And first, the answer is no. I don't want to come to your house. <laughs> and then second, you can't mess it up. Like, worst case scenario, you have to do it twice. Like, right. chill out again. Well, and it's like going, I think what helped me get past this is learning to trust my intuition and learning what intuition was. And it, it's always like your rational brain when you're coming from that per perfectionism space. So <laughs> probably... You're like, I, can, I think I just do this. And then your rational brain goes, but is that right? You should text Brooke and ask her to come over because you're probably going to fuck it up. Like, it's just just noticing. If, you're, if you are a perfectionist, I challenge you to trust that first voice that comes in. To yes. really work on trusting your intuition. We can do a whole other podcast on this, but intuition is trusting yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's trust, yeah. So start building that trust through... Not second guessing, not feeling like you need exact instruction. Go with how you feel. Like yeah. if you're saging and cleansing a space, like walk into the room, light the sage. If you feel like it feels light and pretty good in there, like you're tight. probably good. <laughs> yeah. And if you're like, I, I don't know, if I feel like I might need to do it again. Do it again. Yeah, exactly. You're not wrong. I mean, but if you are, you'll die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you sage wrong, the ultimate consequence is, is death. death. But so. no big deal. Just <laughs> let us know how it goes. It's cool. Try it. You get more lives. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll come back in a better one. <laughs> okay. Dark, dark humor. As we're talking about the vibration of words. <laughs> Sorry. Laughter is a very high vibration, though. Yes. Yeah. So, so hopefully you're laughing with us. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Do we do we want to move on to something else or um, let's go for your journaling prompts and how yes. to shift your mind? Okay. First, let's start with awareness. Become aware of how you're responding to people when they're excited about something, because that's where you're going to see if you're raining on your own parade. Yeah, because you're not just messing up their stuff; you're really messing up your own. Yes. Are you dramatic with your wording, or are you a perfectionist? Are you over exaggerating? Or saying that you can't do something? Yeah. And if you are, oh, mm -mm, not good. Um, <laughs> we want to be good. Also, always focus on what you do want. Yes. Don't look at what you don't. Because remember, the universe doesn't know the difference. I'm not going to let Kristen talk. I'm going to keep going. Uh, I'm just here. <laughs> remember. I didn't leave, guys. Just your soul doesn't know the difference. <laughs> Kristen, shh. Just kidding. <laughs> your soul doesn't know the difference between a joke and when you're serious. So self-deprecating humor is what you're attracting if you're being mean to yourself. So speak And with. so speak with. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Speak with kindness. <laughs> Try to say it fast. Be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself like you would your best friend. Yes. And if you wouldn't say it to a five-year-old, you don't say it to yourself. Yes. Um, I'm also going to, I get to talk now. So I'm going to encourage you to look for three wins of the day. So three of the things in your day that went well. So you start training yourself to find the good, not the problem. Yes. And if you do notice that you're, using negative verbiage or negative words, don't get mad at yourself. That's a yes. perfect opportunity 
to switch it. Flip the switch, bruh. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> rapping or singing today, so I don't know. I might drop my album later. I'll let you know. <laughs> Next podcast is just flip rapping. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall theme here is to not be hard on yourself. So when you're going through these things and trying to shift and adjust, notice Become aware when you're like, oh, see, I didn't do that right. Like, you did it right. Just switch it. Everything's right when you don't care. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Give yourself some grace. That's yeah, really what you're saying. That's what I meant. That's, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, this thank, was fun. This was fun. Thank you for being here with us today. And I hope your words are just vibing high. Yeah. High vibe words. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancechaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.